People like People like games What's up? What up? And welcome back to episode 45 of People Like Games. It's been a little hiatus, but we are certain you remember the names. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And this continues to be the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Damn straight. Trademark. Anyway... (laughs) We've uh, been away been? for about two weeks. Um, yeah, I've been good. Right? I've been good. How about Chilling? yourself? Yeah. Uh, ready to get this fucking show on the road. Let's do this. Seriously. Seriously. So we got uh, a lot to get into. A lot we're going to, that we have left out. But regardless, uh, we, as uh, I want to say per usual, uh, got a good one for you today or tonight whichever time you happen to be listening just to cover all of our bases anyway getting into the little prologue of our show because we gotta plug that we gotta plug the shit you know and what better time to do it than in the beginning when uh, you know everyone's sort of listening so you can find us over on twitter at people like games is a handle hit us up say what's up less banter we mm-hmm. we talk trash very well, so bring your A game because <laughs> we got plenty of smoke. And otherwise, you if you happen to like the podcast, uh, you can find us over on iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe, leave some love, uh, five stars because nothing less. And you can also find us over on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, iHeartRadio. Cast box and uh, soon to be Spotify and title. Finally, it's official. So, let's do it. Semi official, semi official. It's in the works, but um, they are no longer freezing us out. The the people over at the people like games are heating up. Apparently, hey, <laughs> but uh, the people have spoken and they want us on Spotify. That's why. Hey, hey, exactly. We're making moves. The brand mm-hmm. is growing, and without further ado, Lilo, give him the talk and let him know what the talk is. All right, the talk, or as we like to call it, the talk, the table of contents. I. I'm going to let you know that this episode is just like every episode. And if you've been a listener, faithful listener, like many of you have been, you'll know what's coming up. Starting out, we got the quick scope. All right. And that's where Sol and I review the past, I guess, several weeks of material to work with of the gaming industry and the highlights, the lowlights, whatever we want to cover, really, because we think you need to be informed. It's going to be a well-rounded, uh, well-rounded episode this week. Follow that up with this week. We're going on another solo rant. Everyone loves those. Everyone likes to hear that hey, very, hey. very optimistic voice talk about. I'm Millie Rock on every podcast. There hey. you go. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go on a little solo rant. So he's got something he wants to cover. That's pretty awesome. Follow the solo rant up with my game spotlight, and I'll be covering a game that actually will be coming out in a few weeks from now. Technically, I guess a month. But it'll be free to play so everyone can get their fingers on it if they want to. And finally, we'll wrap it up with just uh, catching up. Just catching up a little bit between Solo and I and letting you know what's going on in our lives. So, yeah, we're minus final app in tonight because 
we didn't really have that interesting of a question to pursue, and some of the ones that we did want to were a bit more research-oriented, and right. we didn't want to half-ass it. So, lo and behold, you get banter. Banter! Plus, plus we're easing into it. We're easing you guys yeah. back into uh, into the, the podcast. So, without further with, ado. With, with a sub-one-hour episode, hopefully. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, but you know the deal. It is now time for... Pew, 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 pew. The quick scope. All right, let's start out this first topic. In case you're wondering, any fans of the Nintendo Switch, anyone who has a Nintendo Switch, you understand that there is a limited battery life on that motherfucker. And guess what? It's Our boy Solo just got his own Nintendo Switch, so he knows he knows the portability, knows the feeling of it, the wonderful nature that is the Nintendo Switch. However, he also understands that you have to be near a fucking outlet. You always got to go somewhere near an outlet. Why? Because that's just going to die. And uh, to address that issue, actually, Nintendo is working with the company Anchor to release a portable Nintendo Switch charger. Hey, anyone who knows Anchor knows that they make a shit ton of power packs. And it's actually, I was going to call everyone who didn't have one scrubs, but I understand it's actually mad expensive, so I can't take it. can't fault you if you don't have the money, but I actually bought an Anchor power pack and... It allows me to charge my Nintendo Switch three times. This Anchor Power Pack, or rather it's called Anchor Power Core, is 20,100 Nintendo Switch Edition. (laughs) It literally has the Nintendo Switch insignias and logos all over it. It's licensed by Nintendo, and it is directly for the Nintendo. It comes with a USB-C and a wall charger. You can charge that shit up, plug your USB-C into your Nintendo Switch, and you can charge your Switch two and a half times for up to 15 and a half hours of gameplay. Uh... It's actually incredible that Nintendo was able to partner with a battery company to make their own edition. I guess it's not really that crazy now that I think about it. But hey, anyone who wants a Nintendo Switch and who wants to uh, bring that shit in the go and not worry about being near an outlet, go out in nature and bring your, your video games like you saw in all those commercials. Check it out, man. It's pretty sweet. Solo, you think you're going to pick one up? Oh, right. It's $89. Just want to throw that in there. It's 89 bucks. Yes, because... Uh, I, I love Anchor products. I have one because if any of our listeners happen to have a slightly not brand new iPhone, you are quite, but happen to have an iPhone, you're quite well aware that your battery life is shit. That's true. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> it's pretty much the same, and that's sort of all electronic devices these days. And so having a portable charger because, you know, wall, you know, wall, you, you know, Wall plugs are few and far between, so to have something that you can charge when you do have one around on top of being able to bring it around, and it holds a pretty strong charge as well, mm-hmm. I support it. I'm going to buy it because the point of the Switch is to make it mobile, and if you really want it to be truly mobile, I think this is a product you should buy. And Anchor, um, send us some products or come, like, you know, sponsor the show because we love your sponsor, products. Sponsor, and sponsor, 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 sponsor. And yeah, actually, hold on. That deserves. Where is it? We're gonna hit him with the. Uh, we're gonna hit him with the coin. Come on, let's, let's make. Let's make. Let's make that change together. Hell yeah. Let's make that change together. But anyway, um, yes to anchor. And speaking of German-sounding words, let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Move over to Germany. Solid, because solid transition. Love thank that. you. 
<laughs> with you because Anchor does sound German because it has a hard K in it. But regardless, uh, in news that uh, very much makes me happy because you know how I am about uh, exploitation of consumers. And in this particular case, the German courts have outlawed pre-orders without specific release dates. And so uh, specifically... You can't use phrases coming soon or shipping soon when you put up a pre-order that you are actually allowing people to put money down for. And I think that is a very good ruling. And I've mentioned on the show quite a number of times that the EU uh, is much stricter on some of these digital tech companies and gaming companies, whereas in America it isn't. I think this is good. I know we've mentioned also with Kickstarter, which is like there's no sort of protection for your money in these cases. And so if they indefinitely delay something, as is the case with a lot of games, if you put your pre-order in for Red Dead 2 like a year ago with the idea that it'd be out in like October, to have it then delayed then, it's like, well, you've now changed the terms of the agreement, therefore that person should be given like a new decision whether to keep it or be given something in return for the fact that it's been delayed. But without the benevolence of these gaming companies, we only have (laughs) the law (laughs) and regulation. And so uh, this is good. Uh, I think it will uh, spread around. I totally agree. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna spread around. I think this is gonna be a ruling that, obviously, as Solo would call it, it's gonna have a domino effect. A lot of people are probably gonna pick that shit up, especially across Europe. But in the United States, we're not gonna see it as soon. However, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I pre-ordered motherfucking Kingdom Hearts three back in December of last year because they said it was coming out quarter four of this year, December. And that shit is pushed till January. Am I upset? No. Funny thing is, I was going to bring up while you are saying that, it's just like, this kind of matters and also kind of doesn't. I think it's a great ruling and you want to put your money down for a product you know when it's going to come out. But at the same time, gamers are inherently patient because they know shit gets delayed and also simultaneously impatient where they just want that shit now. So it's funny... Overall, I think it has good repercussions. It's just, I'm still going to buy the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, personally, I'm still going to buy the game. It's it's more important for the precedent it establishes for those situations like Kickstarter. Right. You know, and which we'll get into one day in an in-depth dive. But (laughs) without that, let's, uh, let's move on from the germans and uh let's get on to our next story here (laughs) let's go to the germans of the gaming industry i don't know what that means but it is kind of terrible terrible uh the game that seems to be having a ripple effect on everyone else that's really what i was going with luxury luxury gaming okay all right luxury gaming um bringing up your favorite company that's not fortnite and (laughs) it's uh rockstar that's your favorite company because they make a fucking shit ton of money too. These guys are coming out with a game you might know. It's called Red Dead 2. You know, so mm. you ever heard of that? That shit is coming out soon. What's funny is that a couple articles released about the future of Red Dead 2, and it hasn't even come out yet, but plans to implement or not implement a battle royale. And it's just, it was an interesting article that Sol and I essentially wanted to discuss with each other just because 
Fortnite is fucking having a ripple effect on everything. And the multiplayer, if you ever played Red Dead Redemption itself, it's a fantastic game. Check it out. I actually uh, recently picked it up and was playing it um, for the first time myself. But the multiplayer on it is actually really, really fun and intense. And I guess they're trying to change that up a little bit. And there's rumiations of them installing a Battle Royale mode, sort of like every other game is thinking about putting a Battle Royale, Call of Duty, Battle, Battlefront. <clears throat> Battlefield, Battlefield, not Battlefront, but you get the idea. Um, the question I pose to Solo is, do you think Rockstar is going to pull Pull the trigger on making a battle royale mode for something like, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption 2. And if so, how do you think it's going to be received? Uh, I think there'll be a form of it. I don't think they'll necessarily do an exact copy. Rockstar is too good to, to do that mm-hmm. because, like, if you really think about it, and I was looking at, like, the best game, like, each and every iteration of, of the Grand Theft Auto series to Red Dead to L.A. Noir, like, they're all, like, groundbreaking game so it's not like they've ever failed and even I mean Grand Theft Auto 5 is sort of proof you know imagine what 6 is going to be like but regardless uh, I think there'll be like gang wars like you know you get your you get your gangs together and there'll be a bunch Uh, of gangs you know what I mean you get your posse or mob and like your whole guys on horses and you're fucking riding around just mowing down people (laughs) it'll be a posse war in in a distinct area like mm-hmm. Last Man Standing. If you say Last yeah. Man Standing, I wouldn't necessarily call that Battle Royale. I think Battle Royale is very particular. Right, right. You know? I, it's the same idea, and don't get me wrong, I think the idea behind this article was like... Semantics. People at Rockstar understanding semantics, and they're, they're pulling in. Like, every game, just like books, has predecessors or has, you know, some traits from another one. It's hard to be inherently unique right now. Um, so, I don't know. I just think it's funny that this is coming up at the same time Every game is going to install Battle Royale, so be on the lookout. Yeah, doesn't surprise me because every company is trying to get in on it because yep. it's valuable. And speaking of valuable, uh, Microsoft and a the Xbox uh, division in particular has seen a massive 39% year-on-year growth in uh, revenue. Money, and- money, money. It's coin time. It's coin time. Surprise, surprise. The company we've been bashing for months is economically successful. Surprise, Mm -hmm. surprise. Color me surprise. Let uh, Battlefront be uh, using it properly. Uh, (laughs) Battlefront be an example of uh, the consumers not using their wallet appropriately. Now, anyway, the doesn't surprise me. We've I've mentioned this on the show prior when it came to Capcom and Bandai Namco seeing, you know, record sales and growth. It's 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 the times of gaming. So this growth is imagined that is not necessarily the exact market of gamers that is it is driving these sales. It's the more casual gamers that are becoming part of the sort of community that are mm-hmm. driving these sales as well so sure. it's, gaming is growing and so a lot of that is new users that's what i'd be curious about um it's interesting that the xbox live monthly active users grew eight percent but apparently the actual number of xbox live active users is down Dropped. two million yeah, yeah so like that's funny to me so they got more users 
but game pass, not, game pass, game pass, <laughs> game pass, game pass. Seriously, <laughs> seriously though, like not it, even kidding. It's, it's a console seller. Mm-hmm. It, it would. If PlayStation tomorrow came up with a Game Pass oriented thing that was good, I would go trade in my PS4 and buy a PS4 Pro. It's kind of funny talking about PlayStations because I feel like someone else is getting one, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta thank you gotta thank Santa Claus for that one. You never know. Yeah. Brown and Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> same thought. Same thought. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, but. Dude, That's Microsoft's hilarious. doing work, and we were bashing it, and over E3, I thought they did the best by far, and I think the market has responded to that, for sure, which is why their sales were up, especially in Q4, because their quarter ends in June, after E3, if you saw so, that. like Sony and Nintendo for life. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You love Halo, okay? You play Halo all the time. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Sony. Fuck. I've been Sony and Nintendo my whole life. I had no, a, that's not I, bullshit. I had, a, bullshit. I had a Super Nintendo playing the original Mario because you I'm... You fucking talked about Sega before, and you were selling Sega like it was it was your dream last week or two weeks ago. You fucking... Get out of here. Sega bandwagon fan. You're a bandwagon console fan. That's what you are. Just jumping around Honestly, from console console. We're gonna, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're we're gonna get into what I really think about the Nintendo Switch. But shout out to Nintendo, I now have a Switch. So thank you for the love. So now sponsor the show. More like they're saying thank you for the money. And uh, yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah. What else speaking we got of, here? Speaking of money and a game that's definitely gonna be making some money. I don't know if you remember, but we covered a game called Dauntless a couple weeks back. I can't remember which specific episode and I should have that information for you, but I'm a bad host and I'm sorry for that. However, it was one of my game spotlights and Dauntless is essentially the free-to-play version that is trying to saturate the Monster Hunter world market before it actually hits in a couple weeks. In case you were wondering, Monster Hunter World is coming out on PC in August 7th. Okay, that's just a shout out to them. Jumping back, Dauntless itself was an open beta, and I took the opportunity to play it myself, and it was pretty sweet. It's just like an MMO, except you're a character, RPG, run around, imagine Skyrim, but with friends, fight some monsters, do some things, make some items. It was actually pretty sweet. Pretty polished, especially at launch. Solo and I found out that over 2 million players have signed up for this Dauntless beta, and it's still free to play, it's still out, they've added new DLC and different shit for a beta, which is insane, and so in my mind it's really just early access. 2 million players and this shit is free to play, and I'm just like, oh my god. So if you're wondering what's happening, that game is going to make some money, especially when it goes, when it fully releases, I guess you'd say, in the fall. I'm not sure how they're monetizing it right now, and that's really where Solo comes in, but I do think that anyone out there, if you got a computer and you want to fight some fucking monsters with friends, check out Dauntless, okay? And that's really all I got. Um, I think they'll end up doing... Everyone's going to do the same exact revenue model where it's going to be you pay skins and... yeah. Cosmetics? Uh, cosmetics. I think eventually what they should do is what everyone should do, which is just a subscription model, which you either pay monthly up front or you just allow it to bill you monthly. And people will pay. I mean, that's what... World of Warcraft is still fucking going strong with several million players and it's a monthly subscription, so... Yeah, that shit exactly. is just, It's nuts. I, yeah, I know people will pay. It's just two million people on a beta. Holy fuck. What kind of infrastructure do you need for that shit? That's ridiculous. Seriously. 
but it reminds me of uh, I mean it's it's gonna break out sort of PUBG style I hope I, so yeah agreed which reminds me we should we should do like a sort of full listicle of all of the uh, game spot we will game spotlights oh yeah like yeah, an yeah updated dedicated page yeah yep yep I hear ya yeah, that's okay. actually a good idea yeah okay so Man, expect that making coming ideas to on the show. yeah making ideas on the show on yeah. the fly baby <laughs> on the fly, on the fly. <laughs> iterative right. iterative iterative always iterative always but now going on from uh some good news let's let's travel back to europe where i'm going to talk about loot boxes because you know me i love this I love I love the impending war between gaming companies and regulators over loot boxes in Europe because it's begun. So we had mentioned about two, three weeks ago how Valve was forced to this was in June, actually. So I guess it's about a month ago uh, how Valve was uh, forced to remove loot boxes from Counter-Strike because of a Dutch ruling on loot boxes, which said that uh, gaming companies had until mid-June to modify uh, the way that they offered loot boxes. And if they didn't, they had to change it. Obviously, that was like a six-week time period and window, which obviously Valve couldn't do anything about and so they ended up removing it initially to comply with the law but they've now reintroduced the loot boxes into the games which are called I think containers in the game but it doesn't allow you to buy them but it does allow you to trade and buy items via Steam so it looks like they're sort of going the loophole method with saying that if it already exists you can i don't know if you could buy it and That's trade confusing it confusing as fuck confusing as fuck that's all i'm saying <laughs> exactly i really read that as like a middle finger to hey we're gonna do it but you can't yell at us because we're not really doing it but we're kind of doing exactly. it like, what the fuck guys i think Steam market features it's tough because Counter-Strike was making so much money off of loot boxes yeah, and shit like that. Literally, based on the on their blog, it says that Steam trading and Steam market features are now re-enabled for Steam accounts in Netherlands. Customers in Netherlands and Belgium will be restricted from opening containers. So it's basically what I'm saying, which is maybe if... I don't know. I haven't played Counter-Strike in a while, but if you're able to buy an item directly, that can't constitute gambling. It's like what I had said with the Overwatch loot boxes, which was mm-hmm. if I can buy the skin I want, with the money that I get from the loot boxes, like that is still a little sketchy to me. I should be able to just directly I mean, you can. buy what I want. You pay for the gold and you you buy the skin that you want. That's what they do. But yeah, I get you. Overwatch little... doesn't. You can't buy gold in Overwatch. No, you can pay for gold and then you could buy the skin. No, you can't. You, can. you can't pay for gold. Wait, what? Do you, yeah, you can. In Overwatch? Yeah, dog. No way. Yeah, bro. Oh man, we gotta educate some fools. I would. Really? Oops. Sorry, everybody, if you heard a little bump. I swear I didn't fart. It's cool. No, you're wrong. I know you can't. It's just loot boxes you can buy. 
can buy actual gold coins, bro. You can get coins in the loot boxes that you buy, but you can't directly buy it. You can't be like, yo, here's ten dollars, give me a thousand coins. That would Oh, I guess okay, what I meant to say No, yeah, you sorry. didn't. You meant you were what wrong. What I meant to say You meant you were wrong. I am wrong because I said the <laughs> hold incorrect on, hold on, thing. Hold on. I, I will we, agree. Can we can we nope. run that back? Nope. Um, the can we run that back? Gold this, coins this is, this is, this can is, pay for ooh, skins. Gold coins can pay for skins, and they're free. I just hit you with the fox falling down sound cue. You're dying. It's all right. It's all right. You do get gold, and gold can buy skins. So you can essentially buy skins, and it's free to win loot boxes because you get free loot boxes as you play the game. So I think that's their loophole. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. I'll grant you that one. But simultaneously, um, let's see what happens with this. I, I, Europe's not the type to mess around, man. I, I, I really think that uh, they're getting a little cocky here with that move. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, you don't want to mess with Europe. You can pull that shit here in America, but Europe will come down on you. Ask Google. They just got fined $5 billion. What? By the that's, EU. Damn, I did not know that. But yeah. all right. Um, yo, speaking of like, I guess, the rundown and how Europe, you don't want to mess with them. This company is essentially jumping the gun, you know what I'm saying? This company's jumping the gun by releasing their motherfucking loot box. Uh, sorry, I said that in a really, really, really weird way, but the company in America is trying to uh, jump ahead of the gun and essentially set the precedent for releasing their drop rates, okay? And this is Psionics in a little game you might know called Rocket League. This thing blew up, and Rocket League has been known to have loot boxes, and people got upset because there's keys and crates and shit. You can buy some keys to open the crates or you can just get crates in the game except you can't unlock the crates without keys so people were like what the fuck well science is trying to address that with this rocket pass similar to the fortnite pass we already covered that it's got a new progression system but it's also released on monday july 23rd their drop rates and i'm just going to run through them real quick so you understand what's going on and any particular crate that you get 55 percent of the time you might get a rare item 28% of the time, you might get a very rare item. 12% of the time, you might get an import item. 4% of the time, you might get an exotic item. 1% a chance of a black market item. Chance of receiving a painted attribute is 25%, and chance of receiving a certified attribute is another 25%. Now, the thing that Psyonix is preaching here, like no one is forced to do this, but they're doing it because it's happening all over the world, in China, specifically in Korea and all that stuff. Those companies have to release their loot box rates, or the drop rates. but. They're also claiming, and I have no way of refuting this, that uh, the drop rates have always been the same since they instilled loot boxes in general, which is, I guess, good to know that they're not tinkering behind scenes. However, will we ever know? No. But, so I was just talking about EU regulation coming down the chain. Well, this company is based in America, and they're doing drop rates. They're showing everybody what's going on with their shit. And uh, I think, smart move. Cool move, setting the precedent, and hopefully other games follow suit. Um, just to sort of give a final comment on this loot box, con- loot box conversation, uh, releasing the drop rate percentages for loot boxes as Rocket or as Psionics games did for Rocket League is such a brave measure that it is literally the law in China, that great bastion of democracy and transparency. <laughs> But regardless, now on to a little bit of Overwatch. 
my favorite game. My favorite game. But He's so good at it. So, so good, good at it. I'm silver, so I just try. I do it. I do it. I do it. I make it happen. Yeah, you do. I'm Millie Rock on every block. But regardless, um, speaking of, the Overwatch League Grand Finals are going to be this weekend. And if you don't know, normally that's not a big deal, but it is now because... I'm a London Spitfire fan. I've been oh diehard for years. <laughs> diehard for years. Years, years, years. <laughs> I remember the day that I, I saw them and I was like, I like your logo and color scheme. I'm going to root for you. Yep. And, and I then he was hooked ever since. And I was hooked ever since. <laughs> no, never I, even uh, checked a game. Never watched not, a play. Never, never, never missed a game. Went down. You know, I was like, shit, I'm going to learn Korean. Like, it's a wrap. I'm going to start <laughs> hanging out with these dudes. It's going to be dope. None of never that really happened. happened. Uh, <laughs> but I would like it to one day because, you know, us diehard London Spitfire fans, you know, we're right, just right. a unique kind. But... Um, yeah, when is it? It's at Barclays Center this weekend, uh, Saturday. Right, I so think Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I might be going, so we'll, we'll see that. Um, what happens Let with you that? Let you know locale. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh be on the lookout. Uh-oh. PLG uh-oh. fans, be on the lookout. Be on the fan. Weird guy coming at you with a microphone saying, hey, can I record you? Say no and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, I like it. Enough about Lilo. Ha! <laughs> Burn! Anyway, <laughs> um, you can actually watch uh, the finals on ESPN because while we were away, Activision Blizzard ended up signing a deal with uh, ESPN to, or I guess Disney's ESPN, uh, to yeah. stream the games. Uh, and that's a pretty incredible thing. It's also going to be uh, showing a recap of the highlights on ABC the following morning. So. Huge for gaming. I'll huge be honest. Huge for gaming. Huge if, for even gaming. Even if you don't because... care about Overwatch, it's huge for gaming. And ESPN is the go-to. Where, where the fuck else do you watch your sports news? Nowhere else, because ESPN owns the, or owns the market, really. And then, that's crazy. You're going to have esports as a highlight on that shit. Right? Um, I'm in the middle. I think it's a. I don't think it's necessarily a huge thing because I think television is desperate. You just said it was a huge thing, you motherfucker. This guy is switching it's a huge, his hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me phrase it like this. Or, or, or problem. It is a huge milestone for mainstream acceptance of the sport, of an understanding. But I don't necessarily think that esports needs to try to jump into traditional markets for, like, why, like who's going to watch on ABC? Like, your market is not on ABC. But the it's, more you but, see it, though. But, exactly. It normalizes it. It'll get it around. There you go. Yes. Uh, they're still doing these weird, like, you know, are video games addictive? Do video games make my kids violent segments? Bullshit. 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 Yeah. All, yeah. all around. And, you know, the actual positives of gaming aren't necessarily shown. And so they're now getting around. Like, you know, you could say Ninja sort of the first bonafide gaming st- star in that sense, to sort of cross over into these sort of mainstream platforms mm-hmm. and, and sort of serve. We thought it was going to be Dr. Disrespect, but Ninja's the non-cursing, kid-friendly one. That's a different market, too. But Different market who also doesn't cheat on his wife. Yet. 
Yet. Yet. Yet. That was the biggest thing. Money and the oh, fame. <laughs> Money and <laughs> right? the fame. Does things to a man. Does things to a man that, that doesn't maybe, want to admit maybe, to. Maybe, maybe he'll just do it on the sneak. You never know what ninjas. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> right? Get it. Right. Ninjas. Hey. Ninja, ninjas. Ninjas and sneaking. Because... Mm-hmm. Because they're ninjas. Nice. If you have to explain it, then you just kill it. It's just right. if I have to explain it, it, it's hilarious because then I you get to find out the, all <laughs> of the all, everything behind how hilarious that was. I'm like, please explain my joke to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Then I so admire good. myself. But speaking of admire myself, it's gonna be cool. Uh, it is a bit. It is a big moment. I'm not gonna take that away. So that was poorly phrased. But I do think that they're better served of trying to establish their own media brands instead of going ESPN because ESPN sort of an aging out monster. You know what I mean? Like Fox Sports is now getting big. Like there's other companies that are coming into the space that ESPN initially had a monopoly on. And as much as there's a crossover, I think there's a crossover in the respect that the players should get as athletes and professionals not so much as we're just like professional sports you know what i'm saying i got you be, be, I hear be you. respected as a professional league with its own sort of intricacies and customs etc don't have to change that to be on espn we just need all of these twitch highlights you know what i mean like a full highlight show in espn for gaming i got gotcha. you it's gonna happen it's and gonna maybe- happen ESPN might just take that or shit over too. Maybe so there's know. a little company called People Like Games that's bringing that noise. You know, you know, you know, you know. Soon to be visual, soon to be visual. But that's all I got I, on that rant, which is right before my actual rant. <laughs> right. Uh, to speed through things a little bit quicker because we are running a little bit longer on our quick scope than we were anticipating. Just want to give everyone a heads up that any fans of the Uncharted series, you might have heard of it, huge on PlayStation. Um, Uncharted Uncharted's protagonist is based off of Nathan Fillion and, you know, he was the guy in, uh, fuck, fuck, what's that show? Give me the show. Firefly. There you go. He was the main character in Firefly. One of the main characters in Firefly. Not that you'd understand. He is a fan of video games, and fans of video games are fucking, they fucking love this guy. What happened was, he actually starred in a live-action fan film for acting as if he was Nathan Drake, and I think uh, it's 15 minutes long, it's on YouTube, you should check it out. I wasn't able to check it out before the show started, because I only heard of it today, but... Apparently, it is a direct homage to all the games that have been playing, and it's a new storyline, new plot details, but it's been touted as very, very true to the game itself, which would make fans happy. A lot of video game adaptations are not great and have been received poorly in the public eye. This has been touted by fans alike, and apparently, it it runs just like an action movie. So, if you have the time, if you have 15 minutes to spare, and you enjoy Uncharted, go on YouTube, check out Uncharted live-action fan film starring Nathan Fillion, okay? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. I think it'll be worthwhile. Um, and now, uh, I never saw Firefly, so I don't have much to add on that one. Anyway, <laughs> yes, that's all right. <laughs> I do. I, it's I a good did, show. I did want to get into a little legalese with regards to Nintendo, but I'm actually going to bring that in around the end of everything. So I, I don't necessarily have to jump into it at the moment. I do want to take uh, a moment uh, and my uh, final article here in Quickscope to uh, give a, a big uh, hearty fuck you from the good old folks here at PLG to Jam City. Uh, it's both of us. Both it's of us. us. 
that's both of us. Hold on, hold on. Where's the sound clip? Where's the sound clip? Where's my sound clip at? Um, here it. we go, here we go. Hit him with the what? Hit him with the Hadouken. Hit him with the Hadouken. Um, if you recall, the company that was so annoying as to get a full rent of derision, not only from Solo, but joined by Lilo, which you know then means... Your company shit. Exactly. <laughs> it's not it's not good. I, I rant at the deserving and undeserving, unfortunately, alike sometimes. But we will keep it in. But they're the masterminds uh, behind the exploitative exploitative little game called Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. They Fuck will, you. Uh, Sorry. Seriously. Ah, uh, that was a sneeze. Bless you, man. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. I didn't even hear that. According to people... F- uh, familiar, this is according to the Wall Street Journal. They're looking to uh, have an IPO, which could be valued around $1 billion. They're oh basically <laughs> a, they're basically a, a nobody company that, I don't want to say nobody company, but they were basically a small-time company that ended up using an extremely exploitative uh, business model, model uh, you know, revenue model or microtransaction model uh, using a beloved children's property to make a lot of money and uh, lo and behold they succeeded in that so I guess congratulations should be what you want to hear but uh, honestly I sort of regret not playing can I say a bad word before the segment started so now you guys are going to get can I say a bad word I'm not even going to play Can I Say a Bad Word. They'll come back around because I'm going to hound Jam City. We're gonna, we got to get someone on from the show. We had we had told them, too, last time we burned them that we wanted someone from their show. But It's so frustrating. We didn't hear it. There's so much money involved in video games, and this just shows it, and especially teaming up with a huge IP like like Harry Potter. Everyone fucking loves Harry Potter. Our generation grew up with that shit. But like, damn, $1 billion? And knowing that the game is built to exploit children's propensity to, like, play and the need to like continue and the fucking four different energies that you need to play and get it's just absurd mm-hmm. absurd that people buy into that shit but guess yep. what warner brothers reaps the benefits at the end of the day because it's not just jam city it's warner brothers because you know they're getting a cut like money 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 right they don't give a fuck no you can't let them tarnish that fucking name man it makes me so frustrated to have like something so wholesome as harry potter associated with preying on little kids well, I guess that's what Voldemort uh, did, I, I, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I, I look at you know Harry Potter as owned by Warner Brothers. <clears throat> it is a business. It is nostalgia season, and nostalgia is the most valuable of properties when it comes to uh, selling entertainment. And with Harry Potter, I just think. I just think that like if they're gonna do this with Harry Potter, what if they start using actual Disney things? Like, oh, I made a Frozen Two is coming out, so here's a exploitative little Frozen Two game that they're gonna reap a billion dollars on. Exactly, oh, yeah. where the kid wants is like, yo, I need to play. The kid's throwing a tantrum. I want to play this game, and you're like, shit, I gotta spend the money because these guys set this <laughs> sh- addictive shit up. Right. If you if if. if if you, you just scream, let it go. Let check it out, go. <laughs> check out a movie called uh, The Greatest Movie Ever Sold. It's made by a documentarian named Morgan Spurlock. He made a little movie called Super Size Me, uh, mm-hmm. whose consequences ended up uh, getting rid of Super Size on McDonald's menus, which was a little unfortunate. But, um, I love those fries, I'll be honest. Those I mean, fries were amazing. McDonald's fries are delicious, but 
um, they he ended up uh, going to a company that does literal actual cognitive research and mapping on when your serotonin and neurotransmitters are going to fire after anticipation is built. So what they do, and this was with the Coca-Cola commercial, they said what they want to do is sort of build up the anticipation of what it would be like to drink the soda. And when they see that part of that synapse hitting about to enter the pleasure system, they cut the commercial there. So the only way then to satisfy that itch in your brain is to, is to drink a motherfucking Coke. Yeah, I got you. So smart. That's what they do with these games. games. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly the timing. It's like, oh, this task will take three hours to complete. And once you complete it, you get this item. Oh, you only have enough energy to complete two hours of the task, not three hours. So you need to pay for more shit. And you're like, are you kidding me? Seriously. And that is that is a built in science. It's a science in itself. And I'm like impressed. But at the same time, I'm disgusted. You know what I look at it as? It's a failure of people's imagination because the same way that journalism is dying like the New York Daily News that tabloid just ended up laying off like 50% of the staff is because of a failure to think about the way people are actually consuming this shit and being like there is a pro- more proper way to do it so everyone decided that online ad buying should be programmatic and should be spent on like millisecond clicks because attention spans low so when they have something like this in a game when you got that person trapped in like what better way to get money than to just keep using tasks that then require money instead of, as you said, and whose fault is this? Consumers, because these guys are gonna make 750 million, so whatever in revenue every single year, continually, like Candy Crush just cleared 200 million in the quarter. How? Who's playing Candy Crush? I don't know, but apparently people are. To the tune of $200 million. And that is- so crazy. Wild, but you know, Mario Run comes out and you got to pay ten dollars, and suddenly you don't want to. But mm-hmm. you know, you play Pokemon Go, and suddenly every single mission, which is spin a fucking Pokestop, you can't do because your items are maxed out. And the only way to move forward now in the game is to buy a bigger bag. It's, I hear you. It, it, it's built in. It's built into every single one of these games. But yep. some have the self control, and others don't. So, what can you do? In, in in conclusion, fuck Jam City. <laughs> we uh, we digressed a little bit. Sorry about that. But we had to let we had to vent. Let's go with that. We had to vent a little bit, and that was good. I think that yeah, was seriously. good. Seriously. All right. Seriously, let's so. wrap up this quick scope. With it's a combination of quick scope and definitely a rumor mill, but it's it's happening. If you guys are looking for nostalgic IPs, guess what? Your fucking Xbox One is going to be nostalgic pretty soon. Why? Because Microsoft is currently working on the next-gen consoles, as we, as we covered before. However, there's more details about this shit coming out. Uh, the projected launch date for these new consoles, and I say consoles as in plural, uh, is 2020. And Microsoft is going to have an in-home console and also a smaller, separate console that it will use as streaming-only console. So talk about cloud gaming right we talk about microsoft making more money talking about game pass and doing everything virtually microsoft is literally planning for the future by making a device that could potential also the codename is project scarlet but potentially would be streaming from the interwebs all those games that you want to play to the tv that you hook it up to or the monitor whatever the case is so they're working on two separate consoles first one's probably going like your normal console something more powerful than the xbox one x that you currently have out now and the second one will be the scarlet cloud 
and that Scarlet Cloud or codenamed Scarlet Cloud will allow you to play the same games just by streaming. And I think that's crazy. So start saving your fucking money. It's basically the NVIDIA Shield. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA Shield, it's just, uh, I mean, any other cloud-based service, that's what you're going to have. It's the NVIDIA yeah. Shield. What? Oh, it's the Steam Box, too. I mean, because Steam has that shit. You can stream your Steam Whatever games. What happened with that iOS thing? Did they end up getting the app in? We never followed up on that, did we? We never followed up. Guess what? We will now. All right, producer, find it. Yep. On it, boss! <laughs> On it, boss! Uh, On it, boss! All right, we got it. So that uh, that's going to wrap up Quickscope for us. And now, although we just ranted a bit, the both of us, you get to hear solo rants about um, a topic that he really cares about. Yes, and as I was going to say... It's time for the Hadouken intro for the rant, but this isn't really a rant. I think this is actually practical common sense because it relates to Fortnite, and if you're familiar with Fortnite, um, it's a little game for a computer. No, enough of that joke. Uh, Basically, (laughs) what is happening is that Fortnite ended up using a dance that they sell as an emote that was created by this rapper named Two Millie. And the name of the dance is called Millie Rock. And so what they ended up doing was they ended up, Epic Games and Fortnite, that is, ended up including the dance into the game. And so the question has now become, can you copyright a dance? And I think that the question is yes, you are able to, because normally when you use something like a dance per se say someone does a moonwalk right on tv or during the concert why that's the same thing so so that therefore your arguments moot. no all it shows me is that you're an idiot and don't at us at people like games which is the twitter <laughs> but if you have a, a good response to this do hit me up um so basically if they're doing the dance so it doesn't matter because that's just doing a dance but if they say put the moonwalk in and then they made it a single purchasable item then it would be like yo who created the moonwalk you would you know there is a beginning to the moonwalk it is considered popular popularized by an individual so if it was popularized or created with credible proof you can say yo this was this person's dance and so whenever someone does the millie rock or or say a dab or whatever the case is they know the names of these dances and so this is you know fortnite's put a lot of black culture into their games the dab and you know a few other things but you know the fact is with this one in particular there's a single guy the song's literally called the millie rock named after the artist who created it and Mm -hmm. so to take that take that basically act of art and then to monetize it for yourself and then to not give any compensation that is now that's actually illegal to me and so granted i don't think anyone really thought about it like that before now that i'm looking at it and as you know hip-hop culture is becoming popularized especially in gaming and that crossover is becoming more and more noticeable i think that that shouldn't allow rappers to sort of be used in that sense. I think if he was a bigger, if this was like Drake's dance, that's probably why they don't do Drake's dance from uh, right from Hotline Blake. Mm-hmm. 
Because yep. Drake, you know what Drake That's has? Too. That you know what Drake has that Two Millie doesn't have? Fuck, <laughs> fucking lawyers, fucking moneyed up lawyers. Do you know how many counsel, how much counsel Drake probably has on retainer for every single conceivable situation? You think that if you try to use something of Drake for monetary gain without giving him money, you're not getting a letter being like, "Yo, what's up? I'm Drake's attorney. The fuck you doing?" <laughs> Yeah. So Epic yeah, Games, you. which, you know, granted, they, they've shown a lot of good things, which actually uh, one of the articles I'd wanted to cover, it didn't end up doing it, which is uh, they ended up changing the amount of money they were paying out to creators of uh, virtual content in their games from, I think it was 70-30 to 88-12, giving the creators more money because they're making so much money from Fortnite. Right. Sweet. And so, yeah, sweet, sweet. So if you're making money... You don't really have the ability sure. to be like, oh, so yo, we don't got money. We don't got money. <laughs> they they probably have definitive data of how much money they've made specifically from that emote being bought. So, Absolutely, yeah. That's an easy easy thing to check. Very very so, easy. You know, it, it, it's it's nice of them to uh, give it a little bit of popularity but uh, now it's going to come back around because now people are asking this question and if, if this is hitting a couple of newspapers like you best believe that something is going to occur within the next two three months where we'll follow up with the story with uh, Epic Games settling with Millie Rock uh, to allow we're them to use it in getting into weird territory where it's almost like you could be sponsored by a game you know what I mean Sponsored by a game and have your shit in the game you, you because know, it's, it's going to sell for both it's, of you. It's just this. So it relates to all the blockchain technology we were talking about too, which is like, how do you, now that all of this content is moving to digital, it's becoming a little bit different. So like if someone took your dance and they made a show of it and they were selling tickets every, every you know, to shows in the real world, it's a lot different than a game. Indiv- you know, it's just the transition to digital and intellectual property rights is so murky. And that's a future of all sort of battles. The virtual is- world is becoming a huge, well, it is a huge where all business is being done. So, yes, I understand where you're coming from. And our lives are being poured more into the digital world, which means you're going to have more people wanting to claim ownership over a digital. Exactly. Digital or because that, that's property. where money is. So it's like if you're a rapper, yeah. that's a that's a source of income. So they're like, yeah, we want to use this dance of yours in the game. It's like the same way that if someone wants to use your music in their commercial. It's like, yeah, definitely. Pay me. Exactly. No, Simple. I get you. Yeah, I, so. I hear you. I hear you. But Epic. now we get into patent law. Why don't you really rock a couple of that fucking billion dollars you've made on microtransactions over to to Millie? Because if you PLG. don't, <clears throat> PLG, PLG. <laughs> which actually that reminds me, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, <laughs> SoundCloud, Anchor, so on, so forth, so on, so forth. But realistically, uh, Epic Games pay the man before. You gotta pay the man. Yep. Yep. Anyway, all right. that's all I got for my rant. Thank you. That was all, it Thank was less ranty. Rant. It was more of a conversation-y. It was more, it was more I, of a I fair mean, point. If I'm being objective, it was definitely ranty, but I understood your point this time. Whereas a lot of times, I would say the fans and I are a little bit confused, and we're left scratching our heads, like, what the fuck is so I'm gonna go back about? to all my rants, and they're all going to be like, oh, wait, um, this, this makes more amazing. sense than I thought. This makes more sense than I thought. Mm-hmm. 
right, let's do it. Don't worry. Cool I'll start sacrificing things. All right. So up next is one of my favorite things to do. It is the game spotlight. Oh. All right. In uh, this particular episode, I'm going to be covering a game that will be coming out in one month. Okay. August 23rd. It will be free to play, and it is called Space Lords. Okay. Space Lords is a game that has a really strange origin to me, where it was originally called Raiders of the Broken Planet, and it was created by Mercury Steam. came out a little, uh, last September. When it came out, it had lukewarm reviews, and so what ended up happening is that like over time, there had been episodic updates and the game actually transitioned to a free-to-play title completely. So Mercury Steam decided to be like, all right, we'll do continual releases and we're going to transition it to free-to-play. That's sweet. What they did was that they incorporated um, these episodic releases with new campaigns. And each new campaign, well, rather, there's a total of four new campaigns in the game. Each campaign has four missions and each mission is different than the last. Space Lords is a shooter. It's a 4v1 shooter, and I say 4v1 because that's the main mode that you can play in, but this game has a very steampunky vibe. Um, gameplay mechanics look a lot like Gears of War, where you can run and hide behind cover and shit like that, but there's also um, a Borderlands vibe to it, where it has that type of artistic, art, artistic style, rather. Every time you shoot an enemy, you have those damage markers that come up and slightly big neon letters and you're working together and so let me just go through what the campaign is like i said four campaigns each campaign has four missions each different than the last there's the escort mission the hunting down enemies mission and some boss fight missions each mission forces you to customize your characters so it gives you a good overview of what the campaigns are for and what each person can do in the game um 16 you have 16 lives across all four team members, right? And so every time you die in the game as you're fighting to do whatever mission you're trying to do, uh, you will respawn until you have no more lives left. But every time you die, each respawn takes longer. If you use all 16 lives, this is an interesting mechanic, uh, the dropship, quote-unquote dropship that dropped you off, will allow you to get more lives by going away and quote unquote refueling. While the dropship is refueling, you have to stay alive. If you die, you die for real, and that kind of sucks. But although you have 16 lives to begin with, the dropship can get you more. You can get 32, um, 48, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What's crazy is that uh, every time the dropship has to go and reload, that also takes longer. So the game is, is built to get harder the longer it takes you to complete the level, which is funny. Um, the game started out, Raiders of the Broken Planet started out with 16, or with 6 characters, now it's up to 16. Each character starts with a weapon and an ability on loadout, and the brawling system is actually what makes this game unique and stands out. So I was talking about Gears of War, you have that, that vibe, shoot people from long distance, carnage, that kind of stuff, but then there's also the close counters, right? Everyone loves a chainsaw gun just slicing someone in half. Well. This game has a brawling system that allows you to fight enemies up close and personal, and it's actually rock, paper, scissors style, which is really cool. So rock, paper, scissors, you know, rock beats paper, or rather paper beats rock, uh, rock beats scissors, scissors beats paper, great. Well, you have grapple, strike, and dodge. Grapple beats dodge, strike beats grapple, and dodge beats strike. So there's that. The game also incorporates cover. There's fluid cover as you move from 
uh, area to area. You can just seamlessly transition in and out, which is really nice, but that's how you recover health, just like any other shooter. The craziest thing about this game is that they incorporate this thing called stress. And so every character can build up stress as you're running through. And if you think about a firefight, it's probably pretty stressful once the bullets start flying. So as you move, you build up stress. And if you stop moving, the stress uh, decreases. As you fight people, stress builds up. If you max out on your stress level, the enemies can see where you are, okay? And that's the weird part. So the enemies also have stress that you're fighting. What it means is like you'll see their heartbeats going on behind shit and I don't know, you just know where they are is really all it is. That's kind of crazy, a weird mechanic that you have to watch, watch out for as you and your friends play together. I'm gonna interrupt and say, oh, no, you finish. What? Oh, I was just gonna say the final mode, the reason why it's important is just like, this game incorporates aspects from some of your favorite games. The last thing is, I said it was 4v1, right? Well, the one person comes in at the end, and that's fucking Dark Souls style. Someone can invade your game. As you're doing a mission with your friends, one person can come in and try to fuck your shit up, and that's what people love about this game. They actually have access to your loadout, so they know exactly who you're playing with, so they can counter you, because like I said, there's 16 characters, each of them have unique abilities, so if I know you're playing a stealth character, I'm gonna get the guy who has sonar, who can see where everyone is, right? That just mm. makes sense. Uh, he has unlimited lives, and his goal is to just ruin your fucking day. You have a 50-50 shot of anyone joining your game when you start the game. And if they do, yeah, they're going to wreck your shit. So this game, 4v1 shooter, going on, playing missions, fighting with your friends, going around. It's kind of cool. But then you have Dark Souls-esque people where they come and invade and can ruin your day. And I think that's just really cool. So August 23rd, it's going to be free to play. You get all the old DLC from Raiders of the Broken Planet. You're going to get all the new content and it's going to be rebranded as Space Lords. So what were you saying, Solo? Um, I was going to say that stress concept sounds a whole lot like the stamina bar from Breath of the Wild. And if there's one thing that sucked about Breath of the Wild other than Breath of the Wild's plot, it was the stamina bar. (laughs) You can't say Breath of the Wild's plot sucked. Because what plot, bro? Hey! But, uh, hey! But, wait, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. What is that? What, what are we going to call that? What are we going to call it? You know what? That deserves a gunshot. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. That is the right. way to end uh, Breath of the Wild. Which. There you go. Anyway, um, August 23rd. Bye. Looks fun. That's about it, uh, I suppose. We, as we said right. off the top, we don't have a final lap segment for you today. We're just returning, so if we're a little rusty, forgive us. Forgive us. Yeah. Jinx. Hey, <laughs> forgive us, son. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, but realistically, I'm Asian, by the way. Sorry if anyone take offense to that. Yeah, I'm Asian, so I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's cool. And if you did take offense to that. Let someone else. We're sorry for you. We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's such a different reaction. You're like, we're sorry. I was like, "Ah, tell someone else. I don't care. So Uh you get one or the other. Depending on who's on the Twitter, you might find a a friendly ear or a scolding (laughs) voice. That's very yeah. true, though. Like, yeah, that's, that's so true. I, that's sort of a bipolar uh, Twitter account you got there, social media yeah, guy you got there. What is this guy doing? What is he thinking about all the times? Well, funny. He's two people. He's two people. <laughs> but he's one person, which, speaking of, Trailer for Glass came out. Pretty cool. But anyway, um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, we're back. Uh, the show's about to get bigger, better, a little new coming towards you. Um mm-hmm. 
And then I guess to fill up the space, you know what? We said we wanted to give you less than an hour. We're going 50, uh, 59 minutes. So let's uh, let's hit you let's up. Wrap with, it up. Uh, wrap it up. So Lilo, what are you playing right now? Uh, I am currently playing Fortnite on literally every single console that you can play it on, except for PS4, if you're wondering. And then I'm also playing Mario Tennis Aces because I have a brotherly rivalry. That's what I'm doing. Brotherly nice. rivalry, trying to beat that ass in tennis. What about you? What are you playing? I got a Switch. Shout out to Nintendo. And yeah, yeah. Uniqlo slippers. That combination is the key and <laughs> comfort. <laughs> comfort. And convenience. <laughs> Wear Uniqlo and give us money, Uniqlo. But seriously, or clothes. We're open to either. But seriously, um, I got Switch. I play Mario Odyssey. It is actually funny enough. It during the hiatus, a little update, update, update status. Solo finished God of War. It took um five months. Hold on, I'm gonna get this sound cue. Where is it? <laughs> what was you know? Yeah, so much for ending in an hour. That's all I'm gonna yeah, we're, say. We're, uh, my my biggest regret here is not not finishing in an hour. It is not having a proper toot my own horn. Oh, never mind. We found it. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey in the building. Damn, I'm go. good. Which, that's not me saying it. That's a fact. And regardless, no, I'm just kidding. It took me fucking forever. I didn't even fully finish that game. But um, I, I beat the wait, full wait, wait, story wait, wait, wait. of it. I didn't beat the... I was va- like, wait a second. Like, you, what does that mean? You, you, you fight Valkyries. I didn't beat the Valkyries. But regardless, okay. um, you'll see you, you'll see the save data. <laughs> I didn't I didn't clear out the uh, console. So <laughs> oh okay, okay yeah I hear you. Um, yeah Nintendo Switch. Uh, the only thing I have left to say, it's really awesome. But uh, as we're going to maybe talk about next week, maybe not. It is limited in its selection of games uh, overall. Which it is early, so I'm gonna give it. Okay, it's the first year of your at console. The um, right. Mario Odyssey is better than I thought, and uh, Nintendo. Put in a headphone jack. Yo, facts, facts. Nintendo, the fuck? Who was designing that shit and wasn't like, yo, if I want to sit away from this thing that is portable, why can't I put a headphones into headphone. the controller? But regardless, yeah. everything else is cool. You'll probably fix that in your next iteration of uh, available controllers, which same way Xbox did it with theirs. So not a big deal. Anyway, that, 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 that's the show. That's the show. For, we're, we're clocking in early. I'm not going to run this any longer because it's up to me. I'm going to keep fucking rambling for the next 15 minutes. And this <laughs> up, so. I'm trying to stop them, but we got to shake off the rust. So might as rust. well get it out. Yo, thank you very much for listening. Uh, appreciate everyone who's been supporting us please feel free to uh, reach out on twitter like so as you keep saying and tell us what you're playing know where you can find us yeah and let us know what you're playing want to know also check out our plg subreddit so and uh, be on the questions on there that we want answered oh yeah yeah plg subreddit uh the intro post coming up uh it's gonna be live uh well alongside tomorrow's episode tomorrow and we are going to be doing uh you know a couple of segments uh, moving forward that will require you, the listeners, to be part of this, the show. So We want you to be part of it. Because people like games. It ain't about Solo and Lilo like games. It's people like games. We are the Let's medium go. of this holy field. So come come spread the gospel with us. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Later. We were... We were hung up, but I'm still recording. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha.